This is Difference Makers. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, the 93.9 KPDQ-FM network, AM 860 The Answer, KPAM, AM 1640 The Patriot, 93.1 Elray, and 104.1 The Fish. And if you email me at mikelee at kpdq.com, I'd love to talk to you about how to qualify for maybe hosting your own radio program, becoming an authority and expanding the reach of your ministry or business both on the air and through our state-of-the-art digital and online resources through our Salem Surround Marketing Branch, how to host a station event and bring people to your church or business at no risk to you, and a whole lot more. So let's sit down and talk sometime, shall we? It's Mike Lee at kpdq.com. And speaking of events, Born to be Brave is back, the one-night fun event for boys and their father figures, Brought to you by Pure Freedom, the same nonprofit ministry that brought girls and their mother figures together for affirming fun at True Girl events. Born to be Brave builds the godly parent-child relationship through unique interactive activities, biblical teaching, and worship geared toward guys. So bring your church to experience this action-packed father-son event starting at 6.30 p.m. in two locations this year, Tuesday, March 3rd at First Baptist Church of Salem and Wednesday, March 4th at Harvest Christian Church in Troutdale. As usual, all the details are up at kpdq.com. Speaking of events, our very special guest you may have heard on The Dad Whisperer with our pal, Dr. Michelle Watson. Tara Matson is an author, keynote speaker, co-founder, clinical director, licensed marriage and family therapist, licensed professional counselor, and alongside her husband, Jeff. She is the co-founder of Courageous Girls, and their group, Living Wholehearted, is helping leaders live with integrity. So welcome, Tara. How are you today, sister? I am wonderful. Woo, that was a mouthful. It really is. I didn't even go to the letters following your name. <laughs> M-A-L-M-F-T-L-P-C. What does that all mean? Oh, those are just all the hoops we have to jump through to be able to sit with people in the office. So licensed professional counselor is dealing with mental health and licensed professional marriage and family counselor um, or therapist is dealing with the relational issues that keep us up at night between marriages, parenting, families. So I've got training in both of those. It's wonderful to have such extensive training in so many different aspects of what you're doing as a professional counselor. So did you enjoy the educational experience? Because you certainly had to go through enough of it. You know what? I do love to learn, and I still love to learn. I didn't like the hoops that I had to jump through. In fact, I was called to full-time ministry. I remember uh, being a young girl and knowing, uh, actually, my youth pastor looked at me and said, Tara, you need to be in ministry. And God kind of turned my trajectory that way. So I studied um, educational ministries in my undergrad at Seattle Pacific. And then I did a backdrop. I thought, well, I'm going to get another bachelor's. And I got one in psychology because I was fascinated by relationships. And I had some of the classes with Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott, who are marriage experts. And I sat in their classes, and I was just fascinated by all the relational wisdom that they were providing. Jeff so and I you did learned from the Parrots directly? Directly. Yeah, wow. They were professors of mine. We took every one of their classes, and it struck something inside me. And I think that's when God started kind of wooing me over to that professional uh, counseling side. And then when you spend your whole life, everybody saying, you should be a counselor, Tara. You should be a counselor, Tara. At some point, you kind of realize God's speaking. And look at you today, you and Jeff, 
with Living Wholehearted LLC, helping leaders live with integrity with an office based out of Tualatin and nearby at one of our favorite second homes being Rolling Hills Community Church. We've got a big event coming up. So would you like to share about Encourage Gathering 2020 coming to Rolling Hills March 13th and 14th? Absolutely. So we're partnering, uh, Living Wholehearted with Rolling Hills. We're going to be providing a vehicle for women to come as they are, right where they're at. And we're going to bridge the gap between the biblical, the clinical, and the relational wisdom that God has provided so many of us in the church. And so I'm bringing 40 of my pals. They're all experts in the field uh, somewhere, whether they're um, teaching God's Word, and we're going to talk about women in leadership, or whether they're in the counseling office dealing with abuse and trauma. Uh, we've got Dr. Michelle Watson coming, people like Bo Stern. We have five national speakers and authors that are coming. Dr. Carrie Sheffert, she's one of the main um, experts right now on sexual betrayal and trauma. She's coming. And then we have Bo Stern and um, Catherine Wolf of Hope Heals and Suffering Strong. She's got a phenomenal story of courage. So really, this conference is bringing women together to really talk about the issues that we all struggle with. And it's not going to be a scary event. I think women are like, oh, gosh, that sounds heavy. We're actually going to walk out lighter and with hope and with courage as we really talk about what it means to live loved and then to be able to love others well. well this is very exciting what you've got put together, Tara. A lot of us don't feel that we're close to 40 people. Yet you've got 40 very impressive friends speaking at Encourage 2020. So are most of them longtime friends? Because you have both the locals, but you've got some really heavy-heading national names as well. So where do you meet these people? Yeah, you know what? I I honestly don't know. And I would just say that Jeff and I are always blown away about how God has connected us with people. And I think that's just when he has an agenda, he kind of orchestrates it. Well, not kind of, he does. And so Probably for the last 10 years, I've just been having this vision as I've sat with thousands of women over the years of if what if we could all just sit in the room and recognize we're not alone? That is the biggest lie we all believe. And as I get invited to speak with other women or to join in their ministries um, or we refer to other organizations, um, I just over the years thought, all these women God has in my life. And I literally invited all of them. I said, would you guys come and speak? Every single one of them said yes, every single one of them. And so that was kind of the first tell sign that God wanted to do something here. That's a lot all of busy women. women saying yes at once. Yes. So we were pretty overwhelmed by the initial movement of Encourage 2020. And uh, I think women are just hungry. They're ready to be able to bridge the gap of, okay, I want to be a woman of courage, confidence, resiliency, but the big question is how. And so these beautiful women, they're very real. They all love the Lord. They all are rooted in the word. And yet a lot of them are experts in the field that they're in. So it's so exciting. I love the fact that you and Jeff are humble leaders by example, that you're really not about yourselves. If anything, you're humble to a fault. You don't want to draw attention to yourself. Mm -hmm. But there are so many people out there that are hurting and need help. And you've got amazing qualifications, mm -hmm. and you're bringing great resource to our area. So thank you for that. Thank Can you. Can you give us the big picture of what exactly is Living Wholehearted? Well, Living Wholehearted really comes from uh, that active place that we never fully arrive. We're living. There's a process 
to this. And I think sometimes we believe maturity, maturing in Christ means we finally arrived. I don't know where we get that. And I think we all go, yeah, somewhere I believe that. But actually maturing in Christ really comes down to that sense of, wow, my humanity and being living in a fallen world just brings a lot of struggle. And the more mature we are, the more we're able to ask for help, the more we're able to be honest. We don't have to hide it. We can bring that to God and to others. And so the living piece, the wholehearted, we live compartmentalized. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I can get into my clinical hat and talk about that. But really the truth is, is we all can recognize that we live different in who we are at work versus who we are at home. Maybe when we answer the phone, how we answer the phone is different than maybe how I talk to my spouse. So that compartmentalism, we wanted uh, that sense of how to bridge the gap of a, who we are, mind, body, soul, relationships, if we could bring all of that to God and really mend that fragmented place that a lot of us live and to really live wholehearted, what the scriptures talk about. And the Hebrew really does speak to that, that when they mention heart in the Old Testament, it didn't just mean our emotions. It meant our gut. It meant our mind. It meant every part of our ounce of our being. And so that's really where that comes from. Um, I would also just say that Jeff and I are people that are leaders. We've been leaders since we were young. And yet, often people didn't look at who we were as a person. They looked at they looked at our capacity and our and what we could do. And we've just found that that's a common place for leaders. It can be really lonely. Um, so we have just created a sp- safe space to, for leaders to be able to come to deal with who they are in their humanity, to do the work themselves. So then, as they lead, and everyone in the wake beneath them is impacted by that place of integration and integrity. So could we backtrack a little bit before there was living a whole heart? Yeah. <laughs> there was Jeff and Tara. Yes. So how far back did you two meet? We actually were college sweethearts. Uh, I was a freshman, and I'll just say that I come from a family where my parents are high school graduates. So I didn't it, go to college. was a really big deal. Um, so I went to my undergrad at SPU, got scholarships. That's the only way I could go to college. Um, and... I met Jeff very early on my freshman year, and I thought, I don't want to be one of those girls who gets goes to college and gets married. And yet, Jeff, he swept me off my feet. Um, and we dated most of my college years, and that's where we took every class from the parrots. He came from a divorced home. He grew up in the church. Uh, he met Jesus when he was in second grade. I did not grow up in the church, and I actually met the Lord through a friend in public school, um, and it was sitting at recess, living life with my little friend that I ended up getting to know the love of Jesus, and I is probably why we have our kids in public school today and are really passionate about the fact that we can be a light in those places. Um, so how old were you at this point when this school classmate of yours just loved on you and, and shared the love of Jesus? With I was Tara? in fifth grade. I was in fifth grade, and so I accepted the Lord in my, on my own in the middle of being 12 years old, and slowly but surely, God just kept putting Christians in my life along the way. My family ended up going to church, and I'm kind of a mutt. I, I am a mutt. I have pretty much across-the-board denominations in my growing years, so I relate to the great body of Christ, um, everything from Catholicism all the way to the Pentecostal church and everything in between, um, I've been a part of in different ways. And I think that that is a lot of why I could sit with so many people in my counseling office and really understand the spiritual journey. And then not growing up uh, in a, a, a Christian home, per se, 
um, I also have that understanding as well. And so, so how did your parents take it when you started hanging out with these Christians? Well, you know what? I think that is part of the grace is that my parents were very open. They loved God, but they didn't really know uh, what that personal relationship meant. And over the years, God used my relationship and all those families that he was providing in my life to draw my parents to Christ. So they're believers now. It's really exciting. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. That is just wonderful. So where did you grow up in the first place? I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. I was started in the sunny. Oh, I love heat. I'm like a lizard. <laughs> I just got. And then we made a big move my sophomore year of high school. I remember my dad saying, "We're going to move to Puyallup, Washington." And I thought, "Where? What? Mayberry off of Andy Griffith?" I, I just thought this is the smallest little town. So I moved to Puyallup, Washington. I went to high school with Brock Heward and some of these. With a football. Um, Quarterback, right? Yes, he went and played for the Seahawks. He's now an announcer, and he's a quality Christian leader. Uh, but we would sit at the lunch table, and it's part of my story. Is again, I could perform. I I was I did well in high school, but I actually was struggling with an eating disorder the whole time. And so I was involved in youth group. I was class president. I was captain of my volleyball team, homecoming queen, and the whole time I'm struggling. So fast forward years later, when I meet Jeff. He's coming from a lot of hard stuff, but he's also a high performer, very capable man. He's, he's a fabulous guy. I wish he was here. And over the years, we sensed that God had us doing something together. We just didn't know what. And so uh, he went on to be a pastor. Uh, we've done some business uh, entrepreneurship together and then went on to do some training in organizational leadership. I went on to do counseling not because I wanted to, but because I felt really called and was the first wholeness director at Rolling Hills and was part of helping integrate the biblical and clinical piece of our spiritual journey. And uh, here we are today. I, I can't even tell you how we got here exactly, but we've just been taking one step at a time and God's just doing his thing. Just loving God and holding on for the ride. Tara Matson of Living Wholehearted. Check out the event, Encourage Gathering 2020, which you could follow on Facebook alongside Living Wholehearted LLC, My Courageous Girls, which we'll get into a little more later, and of course, Rolling Hills Community Church. And make sure to follow Tara Matson on Instagram as well. As for the event, Encourage 2020 comes to Rolling Hills Community Church March 13th, that's Friday night. And all day Saturday, the 14th, all the details will be posted at kpdq.com, truetalk800.com, and thefishportland.com, in addition to encouragegathering.com. That's encourage with an I, encouragegathering.com. More with Tara Matson next on Difference Makers. Welcome back to Difference Makers. Mike Lee here with Tara Matson of Encourage 2020. A wonderful new women's event coming to Rolling Hills Community Church Friday, March 13th and Saturday, March 14th. In addition to that, Tara and her awesome husband, Jeff Matson lead a group called Living Wholehearted. So can you give me your elevator pitch, Tara? What exactly is Living Wholehearted? We discussed your childhood, meeting Jeff <laughs> at Seattle Pacific, and different roles, including a pastoral role that yeah. Jeff had in the past. So what happened after that? You know, we had always sensed that we would be doing something together, and there was this aha moment where we realized that we could bring together the wisdom of leadership 
the wisdom of the clinical and trauma hat that I had been sitting with. Majority of my clients were key leaders, pastors, CEOs, uh, elders in the church. And so we started to realize a theme. And we thought, what if we started something called Living Wholehearted, where we did professional counseling and professional coaching and consulting, where we helped with the relational wisdom. Oftentimes, it's the relational issues that keep us up at night. It's the people struggles. And so that we knew we were good at that. We love people. And Jeff uh, is passionate about leadership and had had this training and his master's in organizational leadership. And we thought, well, let's do it. So we started this Organization, we now have 10 professional counselors and we really come alongside children, teens, marriages. A primary issue that shows up a lot is sexual betrayal. But honestly, most people come in just saying, I need to work on communication or we're feeling alone or I'm struggling with depression. Very normal, kind of typical. And then we end up walking alongside in the trenches. Then we have this other hat, which is the coaching and the consulting. And we have three coaches who come alongside executives or their teams and are really trying to help them understand how they're wired as leaders and help them be able to have better communication and work together as a team so that they can do what they're called to do. So both of those are the bridge of Living Wholehearted. We also do retreats and we speak and we write and we do a podcast called Living Wholehearted with Jeff and Tara. And that is something that uh, we're really trying to do more of the books that we've got coming out. So that we're packaging the message of Living Wholehearted, helping leaders live with integrity. So, Tara Manson, I also want to congratulate you on your publishing contract. Thank you. Writing for David C. Cook. David C. Cook. How did that get started? You know what? I was interviewed uh, for Christianity Today on a really difficult article called How uh, Predators Groom Church Pastors, actually. And that was the number one article that was circulated around uh, the world at that point. And so it was going viral. David C. Cook saw it and said, who's this Tara Matson?" And they looked into us, found Living Wholehearted, saw that I had uh, started Courageous Girls. And anyways, the conversation started. And they really got the vision of helping us shrink the gap between who we say we are and how we're actually living. And we want to do that in the home, work, and community And so they really decided to come alongside us and see if we could get uh, more of the message of grace in uh, Courageous Girls, marriages, leadership. So the first book is Courageous, Being Daughters Rooted in Grace, and that comes out on February 1st. The second book is coming out. Jeff and I wrote it together called Shrinking the Gap, and it's specifically for leaders, uh, high-capacity leaders, and helping them with their own integrity gaps. And that comes out in this fall. So we're excited. I'm so happy for you and Jeff, Tara. Over the years, we've encountered a lot of wonderful Christian counselors and coaches and speakers, but I want to hear your side of the story about what's different about what you're doing at Living Wholehearted. I think why people are trusting Living Wholehearted is because we've really integrated, we're biblically rooted, all of our clinicians have been specifically, uh, we aren't just doing counseling, we actually really believe in the relationships We're trauma-informed, which seems like a clichéic word right now, but what that really means is understanding stories and knowing that we have to go at the pace of the storyteller, that trauma can't be moved fast. It has to be healed from an experiential place, and so we're trauma-informed. We do things like EMDR, which some people might understand, but those are techniques that are really helpful and the most profound right now in trauma recovery. But we also understand leaders, and leaders are unique 
uh, they're just a unique commodity. There are pressures of leadership and there is trauma in leadership and having to live with the stress and the amount of people and responsibility. So all of that combined makes us unique. And I think uh, God has given us wonderful relationships in the community and he is taking it beyond the greater Portland area out into the nation. Your qualifications and your education and experience are outstanding at Living Wholehearted. Do you believe that perhaps there are well-meaning counselor types in the church or out of it that could use a little larger dose of being trauma-informed when it comes to trying to help people out? Absolutely. And it's one of the passions that we have is, and I think even the church in general, we're doing a lot of trying to train and equip. Just talked to the local church yesterday, actually, how to help their pastors be more trauma-informed. We often think that uh, skill-based counseling, like if I give you some skills, communication skills, that's going to help you in your marriage. But what we don't understand is that trauma hangs out in the body and the body has to be addressed, not just uh, the, the mind. The, the body and the brain are, are set up in a very clever way per God's design. So that's when someone's trauma-informed, they understand that there has to be body work. And that just sounds so hokey to people. But those of us that are more trauma-informed have techniques and abilities. So the integration of the arts, being able to go slow, experiential-type therapies, and to really be able to take time so therapy becomes longer and slower than a six-session approach. I basically, as a new counselor, Mike, I'll be honest, I sat with people. I was one of those counselors who wanted to give quick answers. Let's get you in and out. Counselors do way too, they take their time. This is, they're taking your money. I had this theory. And I sat with people and went, oh my goodness, you've been to 10 counselors? Something's wrong. <laughs> So that's where the trauma-informed really helped me understand how to get to the roots of the issue rather than weed plucking. So when we do skill-based counseling, we're basically plucking weeds. And guess what happens with weeds? They grow back. But if you can get to the underneath issues, which often start in childhood, uh, and those are the things that are seared into our emotional brain, which is where trauma is stored. Those are the things we really have to address. So we integrate that at Living Wholehearted. And people can trust that we are biblically grounded, and I think that's the other integration piece. Though not every client is walking with Jesus. Do you think that the modern-day church, maybe unintentionally, gives off the impression that if you believe in God strong enough, you shouldn't be having these issues? Yes, and that's a Western philosophy. Western culture is very fragmented. That's that compartmentalizing I was talking about. We're all about knowledge. If you have the knowledge, then you automatically should be able. And that impacts poverty, impacts all kinds of issues. Privilege, there's complex issues that cannot be solved just with knowledge. And so there has to be experience. Trust is built over time and consistency in real relationships. And so you can trust when you've had experiences with someone. Hence, why we also developed Courageous Girls, which was a, a way of taking what we do in the counseling and organizational world into the home. But creating safe experiences is what's going to translate the Bible into, I really believe it. So we always talk about it like you might know you're loved in your head because the Bible told you so, but you don't feel it in your gut. There's a, there's a separation because you've never experienced someone loving you in the worst places of your life. I'll make sure I include the websites mycourageousgirls.com and 
mycourageousbook.com. But tell us a little more about the big picture of Courageous Girls, Tara. Oh, I love Courageous Girls. It's been an enormous blessing. I have two daughters, 13 and 11. Uh, and actually, when I had girls, I had been working in trauma work with uh, women and was devastated. I thought, oh my goodness, these girls are going to be exposed to a really scary world. But we love Jesus. We're good parents. They should be okay. And I had this war inside me. So I started thinking, what are the things I've learned from my clients and being a clinician? And I recognized that when girls learn from their mama, that they can come to their, come to their parents with anything, they're going to be okay. It's not what happens to you, but it's what happens after what happens. If you've got a place to be able to go and to be loved. And, and so I thought, okay, I can be a safe parent. And then I thought, I also need to talk to them all the time to build safe experiences. So I'm going to bring a couple other mamas alongside, and we also need other um, uh, models. We need other people to look around. I can't just have mom and dad. So I invited a couple moms. I said, you want to join me? Let's talk about real issues with our daughters Starting in second grade, we're going to talk about bullying at recess. We're going to talk about body image issues. We're going to talk about changes, talking about um, depression and big emotions and how to deal with our meltdowns. And they all said yes. And after we started meeting once a month for several years, other moms wanted to do the same group. So we started passing it on, this curriculum. And all of a sudden, Courageous Girls started going from just my living room to now it's become a global movement. You go to MyCourageousGirls.com, we put together all this free curriculum for small groups of moms, six to eight moms and daughters, and they can walk with their daughter from second grade all the way through high school once a month with the same community and to learn how to do long, committed relationships and to transfer that into adulthood. These girls are going to be courageous and resilient and know how to do grace-filled relationships, to walk in messy relationships. So much of our culture, and it's unfortunately the digital age, we're just fast and we're furious. And if I don't like you and it doesn't feel good, then I move on. And that is something I wanted different for my daughters. And so Courageous Girls is a part of a, a, an experiential way that our girls are learning how that, to be loved and to love others well. Oh, I so love your vision, Tara Matson. So mm-hmm. when it comes to Courageous Girls and this curriculum and these groups, is there ever too young or too old an age between second grade and end of high school to start? No, I definitely am even grabbing the, the moms who have babies right now and saying, why don't you grab a couple mamas and read the book Courageous, Being Daughters Rooted in Grace, which is actually for you, mom. It's for us women to address our own wounds and our own what it means to live with courage so we can be the models. It also gives you an outline for Courageous Girls. So a lot of groups are starting to build their friendships now. And then as their girls get into first grade, it's really reading level because we're trying to disciple our girls to actually participate. Um, So they read the scripture memory verse for the week. And then eventually when they're in seventh grade, they actually start helping us lead the lessons and then all the way in high school. So if your daughter's in eighth grade, you can start at eighth grade. If your daughter's in 12th grade, you can start in 12th grade. But my ideal would be that mom who's got little preschoolers and has time to prepare her own heart and mind and then can start in first and second grade. And then she gets to see the long haul. I bet you and Jeff are cool parents, Tara. (laughs) You have to ask my girls. (laughs) I got to meet Jeff and your daughter, Nevi, when they were interviewing with 
Dr. Michelle Watson on The Dad Whisperer. And there was just such a beautiful bond between your husband and your daughter. It Mm. was so evident. It was a thing of beauty to see. Mm, Thank you. Jeff's a really phenomenal dad, and it's... He actually is passionate about helping other men be great dads, too, and he keeps it pretty simple. Uh, So that is part of the curriculum with Courageous Girls. We're developing more of that dad-daughter piece. You know, a question, Mike, I get a lot is, well, what about the sons? (laughs) Do you have anything for sons? And the truth is, is that all the principles that we're learning in, in Courageous Girls do transfer over to boys. It's just hard to do a dad son group once a month. For that long with the nature of just the way dads, you know, are and work. Uh, but I will have to attest to that as the father of one amazing son, because there are several times I tried to get something started and I didn't get too much traction except for this one dad and his wonderful son. And for better and for worse, the dad was a city of Portland firefighter. Exactly. So he's yeah. two days at work. One day home. So it was real tough to get in anything regular. Just practical. But the better fellowship and relationships that we can have and share and model, the better it is for our kids, Absolutely. daughters and sons. Exactly. So thank you. I think we're cool parents. I hope my girls think that. But honestly, they know us as mom and dad. They, they don't know anything about us. So we, we are normal. We get mad. We get frustrated, too. We have bad days. Um, I mean, even this morning, I was complaining about my hair, and I'm going, oh, this is such poor modeling. I've got my counselor hat, and I'm like, my, I've got my teen girls, and, and melting down about my hair, and I'm like, okay. So I had to reframe and just own it and say, you know what, girls? I apologize. I'm just having a moody morning, so hopefully that gives them permission to do okay. that, too. You complaining about hair to someone who's losing his hair okay, is, that's like, so insensitive. Is, like, is the one kid in class who got the 99 on the test where everyone else failed? <laughs> Tara Madsen is just one of the wonderful voices coming to Rolling Hills Community Church on March 13th and 14th as Living Wholehearted presents Encourage 2020. It is a wonderful women's conference equipped to help you. So you can find out all the details at EncourageGathering.com. That's with an I, not with an E. That's EncourageGathering.com. And I'll make sure it's also posted on the Difference Makers page at TrueTalk100.com. Tara Madsen returns next on Difference Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers. I'm Mike Lee. And across the desk, Tara Matson, who holds a master's degree in marriage and family therapy from George Fox University. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and licensed professional counselor. For the last 15 plus years, she has run a thriving private practice while presenting to women, couples, and leaders in various settings, including the American Association of Christian Counselors World Conference in three separate years. She is the Clinical Director for Living Wholehearted Counseling and has served as an adjunct professor with George Fox University's Graduate Counseling Department. Tara has previous experience in community mental health, human resources, and pastoral and church ministries. Tara and Jeff and the Living Wholehearted team are a trusted resource for our community, Many people ask how counseling and organizational development go together. Well, simply, we all try to compartmentalize our lives. We were never meant to live that way, however. Attempting to segregate our heart from our mind or our work from our home or our pain from our story impacts all of our relationships with ourselves, God, and others. So, Tara, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here today on Difference Makers. Tell us about family life. 
Well, uh, we have a new book tour coming out for the Courageous Being Daughters Rooted in Grace uh, book release. So our PR firm just booked us for Family Life with Dave and Ann Wilson. I'm excited about that. Uh, and there's a couple others uh, that I'm hoping will will take me onto their podcast, like Annie Downs. Uh, there's plenty others that are ahead. So it's exciting times. Podcasting is certainly up on the rise. You have your own podcast with Jeff. Would you like to tout that for us? Yes. For years, people have asked us to do radio or podcast, and we just thought we really want to be intentional with where our daughters are in their life. But podcasting is pretty easy because it's flexible. So we had just started a Living Wholehearted podcast with Jeff and Tara. You can find it anywhere that you listen to your podcast. And we're really just addressing all the issues that we are dealing with in the counseling room, as well as in our professional development side. So We just kind of name a leader. If you have a following, you're a leader and how you lead matters. So if you have kids and you're a mom or you're a CEO, you're a leader. And so we're addressing every aspect of what it means to lead well. Well, think about how many generations of people that you can touch, Tara, because you're addressing the leaders. So my late father was an electrical engineer back on Long Island in the defense era. Mm. And he took the promotion into management because, in his words, that's just what you do. Unfortunately, he took all of his team's problems home with him. Yeah. And he could have used someone like you when it comes to learning how to lead and lead well. Yeah, and it's like spaghetti. It just, it all gets muddled together, and yet we like to think that doesn't matter. My story from childhood does not impact today. That's in the past. Or what I'm dealing with at work, I can now just come home and turn that off and come sit at dinner uh, with my family. It's all integrated. And so, yeah, we're trying to develop tools. Jeff and I are so human. We are a family business. I mean, we do everything together. We parent together. We marry together. That sounds funny. But we literally do everything together, and we have to practice what we preach, and it is hard work. And so we aren't perfect. We fight and we argue, but what we're working on is really being honest about how we feel, what we think, and when we mess up, owning it, asking forgiveness. And those are the principles we're teaching. We're not teaching perfection. There is no perfect person, and that is part of integrity. It's just being real and honest about the struggle. You have to be practicing what you're preaching, Tara. We're trying. (laughs) Not every married couple can work together. You know what? And I get a lot of young leaders asking, how do we do what we do? And I just said, you've got to prayerfully consider, just like a pastor. You say, pray about going into the ministry because not everybody is called to this and not everybody should be working with their spouse. It's actually good and wise to have separate careers for certain marriages. But Jeff and I, uh, we seem to do well. We've got an independent streak, both of us. And so we have parts of our business that we both own, and we call it our domain. Get out of my domain. That's mine. (laughs) And then there's parts that we overlap and we collaborate. We have to work hard on communication. We have business meetings once a week. And we also have what we call heart meetings. Those are when we're actually being just Jeff and Tara as husband and wife. We have to literally talk about when are we husband and wife and when are we doing work because it just it gets together. It gets messy. So for couples who work together, do you have any good tips or suggestions about how to turn it off and just be yourselves as opposed to the business coworkers? Yes. Well, one of the tips is that business meeting is on the calendar and I don't miss it like I wouldn't miss meeting with you, Mike, if I if it's on my calendar. And I have those work hours actually lined out and I have a time I clock out. And so if it is 8 p.m., and we're sitting on the couch as a family watching a show, and Allison and I have a business thought. 
my tendency would be to turn and verbalize that to Jeff and he has a right to say, Hey, we're, we're not, we're not working right now. And so those clear boundaries of when we work and when we don't, we have to have that very clear. Otherwise we'll work 24 seven. We'll be on vacation talking our road trips. We're going to a volleyball game or a basketball game with our daughters. Uh, so very clearly honoring those boundaries and then making sure that it's on our calendar. We know when is it our personal life and when is it our professional life. So you mentioned being a volleyball player. A volleyball will always have a soft spot in my heart because when I was having my stupid, spiritually clueless years, God, God <laughs> actually used volleyball to be the very first thing in my life where I could work at something and know that I'd improved in it. Oh, wow. All prior to that, in my mid-20s, I just thought... I'm as good as I am at something, or I'm not. And there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. Sad, but true. So I'm big on volleyball. So do you have any chips off the old block with your daughters? Are they into any athletics like you were? Oh, I love that you asked that question. I was hoping for volleyball players, trying not to do, put a lot of pressure on them. But my oldest is actually pretty tall. She passed me up at 11 years old. Seriously? Uh, yeah, seriously. And I'm j- above average tall. And she it plays volleyball, and she has a love for it. So I'm so excited. We have one volleyball player. My other daughter early on told me, Mom, it's not my thing. So she plays soccer and basketball, and we did try the dance thing. She's more of an artist. She loves to do art, but both of them have the, the drive and competitive piece that Jeff and I both have as well. So. Did Jeff do any sports also? He did. He, was a, he did everything, actually. He played soccer, football, but his, his love was track. Mm-hmm. He's a runner. Very nice. It's tough for me to not want to live vicariously through my kids. It is. So I've had to learn to be a swim or a track dad for sports. I didn't do it all. So I had to That's learn hard. along the way. I'm learning soccer and basketball. Too. Totally. Totally get it. I'm just excited that they actually decided to like sports because uh, that's not always the case. And that's okay. And maybe, what, one out of 4,000 kids will be college or pro level, but there's still merits to playing in a team sport, learning from a coach who's not a parent, or maybe who is a parent, learning how to win and lose with grace, practice, work ethic, teamwork, camaraderie. All of that. Exactly. I would say Jeff and I learned a lot of those skills in the sports that we played. We had other things we were doing. Jeff's a musician. I am not. You do not want me singing or playing anything. I'm terrible. Um, but Jeff's got gifts there, so that, that taught him other aspects of his life. Um, but sports do a lot of training in other ways than just getting you scholarships to college, even though that's a real nice bonus. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> well, Tara Matson, you and Jeff are so incredibly well-rounded that I'm very excited about Encourage 2020 coming to Rolling Hills on March 13th and 14th. This is going to be such a wonderful new women's conference. So could you tell me, when did God first give you the vision for a women's conference? And what's different about what you're doing? Because there are plenty of good ministries oh, out yeah. there that address women. There are a ton. And there's, there's, I am an efficiency person, so I don't really like recreating the wheel if it's already out there. I want to fan the flame of other people and say, go to that, do this. But when God asks you to do something, what I've learned is you have to obey. Um, otherwise, it just never goes away. I felt this thing welling up inside of me. And if you're a mama and you've ever been um, had a baby inside you, you can. it's like that feeling. It just started building and building and building. I go to Rolling Hills Community Church. It's been our uh, church home. We were on staff there for about 10 years. And I remember sitting in the sanctuary seven years ago, and I had a vision of that room filled with women 
And I have sat day in, day out with women who are struggling, who looked like the one who had it all together in their communities. But I was dealing on the backside where it was all unraveling. And I just remember thinking, what if we had a conference where it was so grace-filled, there was no shaming, and everyone sensed that they were not alone, and that there was a, a freedom to say, let's just talk about it. Part of Courageous Girls and part of what I, I've learned is that if when we talk about it, there's healing that happens versus when we go, oh, don't talk about it because then it could open a can of worms. And we go, actually, the opposite happens. There's freedom that happens. Our brains calm down. We feel uh, a real sense of ease as women, particularly. So seven years ago, I had that vision and I went to our women's ministry pastor at the time and she said, um, I'm sensing that too. Let's hold that and see what God does. When it was time, I went back to her and she goes, I sensed it too. And so we just um, said yes, knowing that this was going to be hard. We're, we're kind of new to the area in terms of nobody's heard of Encourage 2020 before. And yet all the names that we brought in are women that are women of great influence. So we've got Joy Roberts and Julie Widman of Frenzy and Joy of It. I've been connecting with them over the years. We have Dr. Michelle Watson. She's coming in to talk about father wounds. Joy's going to talk about mother wounds and relational health. And Julie's going to talk about how to have healthy friendships. Just what does that look like? We've got women uh, like Amy Wolf, who's going to be more well-known here, but she's got a movement called Don't Give Up. She encourages people to not give up with yard signs, and they're all over the world. If you see that Don't Give Up, You Are Loved, that's Amy Wolf. She's going to be our MC, and she's a dear friend of mine. Uh, She's going to be writing a book, actually. We've got Dr. Sherry Keffert coming. Bo Stern, she's been a friend through Dr. Michelle Watson. She's coming to talk about beautiful battlefields in her book of, of when loss happens. We've got Sherry Phillips, who's a spiritual director, and he's going to talk about soul care. We're so good at doing as women and being caretakers, but what does it really mean to take care of ourselves and our soul? We've got women coming to talk about how to walk alongside our kids and help them with healthy sexuality so they don't have the shame that we have uh, as adult women. And honestly, Mike, I've just sat with so much in our culture and I'm just, there's confusing messages everywhere. And so I wanted some breakouts that talked about what is healthy sexuality? Um, what, what the heck is that nowadays? So we have Dr. Drea Olmstead coming. She's going to talk about it as an OB. And then we have Melinda Arnold, who is a licensed professional counselor and a sex therapist. She's going to come talk about what healthy sexuality is. Um, couples can come, you know, a woman can come and learn about what it, how to have a healthy marriage through emotional health, how to actually parent your little preschoolers. I've got Karen Hansen and Sarah Dangren and Roshana Grail are going to come talk about how to help our kids with big emotions. I mean, we've got everyone coming. I'm telling you, this is going to be incredible. I'm so looking forward to this. If there's someone out there listening right now who's thinking, do I need to be at this event or is it just yet another thing? What would you tell her? I would tell her that there is not going to be another time in the near future when all of these amazing women of expertise who love the Lord and know the word are going to be in one place. You get to pick three breakouts. You get to have a meal that's even attuned to your own dietary needs if you've got those because we live in Oregon of all places. And... Uh, we have Catherine Wolf, who's an incredible national speaker and author of Hope Heals and Suffering Strong coming out. She's not going to be coming again for a while. Come to this conference. Bring your friends. Bring your mom and your daughter. People ask, how old can I 
be, and I would say probably 16 and up, all the way up to 99. You're welcome. We've got something for every woman. And as someone who has sat uh, with women, thousands of women, and spoke to thousands of women over the years, I think that we've really addressed almost every um, normal concern that women are struggling with. To the more extreme concerns, to the ordinary, I feel lonely, I'm struggling with my friendship's conflict resolution. No matter what age. Young adults would be the ideal youngest, just because we are dealing with some pretty significant topics. You know your daughter figures. So beyond that, there really is literally something for women of every Every, age and walk of life. There is. And you only get three breakouts. Now, the four keynotes, myself, Kathy Town, and Catherine Wolf will be speaking from the front, and everyone will get a participate. We have amazing giveaways. We're giving away a spa package to the Allison out in uh, Newburgh. That is an incredible package, and I'm kind of jealous that I'm not going to get a chance to win that. <laughs> uh, So we're going to have fun. We've also got an amazing worship team, Mike, that wrote a song specifically for these women. And it's led by Joy Haley. Oh, we love Joy. We've had her on the air before from Rolling Hills. That is an incredibly talented musical family, the Haley's. And the music at Rolling Hills has always been top notch. Yeah, it it's kind of a, a group of people that have extraordinary talents. And I'm always in awe. So Joy has put together an incredible worship team. And we also have Olivia Potoff, who many in the Newburgh George Fox community are familiar with. And she's just a phenomenal artist who's coming to share. But what I want women to know is that you get to come as you are. You don't have to be anything other than where you're at. The woman who's like, I don't really know if I want to go to something that's so heavy. I would say, I don't know how you do not go because you have kids, you have friends, you have a story that this is actually going to help you deal with your own humanity and the things that are are just normal in life. But we are going to have fun and we're going to walk away with courage. And then for the woman who is feeling like, I don't even know how to pick. There's so many amazing. I would just say prayerfully consider as you go through the website uh, that there is a topic for you for such a time as this. And so whichever ones jump out at you, that's where you're supposed to be. Tara Matson is a wonderful author, keynote speaker, co-founder, clinical director, licensed marriage and family therapist, licensed professional counselor, and co-founder with her husband, Jeff, of Living Wholehearted. And it was great to hear about Living Wholehearted and about Courageous Girls and all of the wonderful things you're doing to help out people in our community. So thank you so much for coming in and sharing about your story and wanting to help others for Christ, Tara. Mm, Thank you, Mike, for having me. Encourage 2020 is coming to Rolling Hills Community Church on March 13th and 14th. You won't want to miss all the details are online at EncourageGathering.com, LivingWholehearted.com, and also our website at TheFishPortland.com, KPDQ.com, and TrueTalk800.com. On our way yet, Tara, anyone you want to say hi to? Oh, my girls. Hi, Nevi and Eddie. (laughs) Don't miss... Encourage 2020, March 13th and 14th at Rolling Hills. And Tara, thanks so much for coming out and joining us today. Thank you for having me, Mike. And can I just say that one of our greatest passions is to see people experience love right where they are. And so wherever you're at in your story, if this is all that you are exposed to in your life, to know that God loves you and He's easy and you're not alone. Amen to that. And thank you for listening to Difference Makers. Difference Makers.